the Family Code of the Philippines, Executive Order Number 209. On July 6, 1987, President Cory Aquino signed Executive Order Number 209 or the Family Code of the Philippines into law. Reason and objective is set out in its whereas clauses. Whereas, experience under said civil code as well as pervasive changes and developments have necessitated revision of its provisions on marriage and family relations to bring them closer to Filipino customs, values, and ideals and reflect contemporary trends and conditions. Whereas, there is a need to implement policies now embodied in the new constitution that strengthen marriage and the family as basic social institutions and ensure equality between men and women. The committee which drafted the Family Code include Justice Jose Reyes, Justice Eduardo Caguillo, and Justice Ricardo Puno, all well-renowned civilists. Executive Order Number 277 further amended Articles 26, 36, and 39 of this Executive Order. On August 3, 1988, the Family Code finally took effect. On October 20, 1989, Republic Act 6809 was passed by Congress and approved by President Aquino. On December 18, 1989, Republic Act 6809 took effect. It amended Title 10 of the Family Code, dealing with emancipation in the age of majority. Title 1. Marriage. Chapter 1. Requisites of Marriage. Article 1. Marriage is a special contract of permanent union between a man and a woman entered into in accordance with the law for the establishment of conjugal and family life. It is the foundation of the family and an inviolable social institution whose nature, consequences, and incidents are governed by law and not subject to stipulation, except that marriage settlements may fix the property relations during the marriage within the limits provided by the Code. Nature and Importance of Marriage Contract of Marriage Man and woman enter a joint life, acting, living, and working as one. Whether under common law or under the civil law, upon marriage, the couple become one, single, moral, spiritual, and social being, not only for procreation, but also for mutual help and protection, physically, morally, and materially. 
Marriage is one of the basic civil rights of man, fundamental to our very existence and survival. The freedom to marry has been recognized as a vital personal right towards the pursuit of man's happiness. Despite being a sacred obligation, it is still considered as a special civil contract regulated by law due to the high state interest in protecting and safeguarding the family. A contract to marry, unlike other contracts, cannot be modified or changed. Once it is executed, a relation is formed between the parties that cannot be altered. The law steps in to hold or bind the parties together. It is more like the social relation between parent and child, the obligations of which don't arise from agreement and consensus, but are the creation of the law itself. It is an institution in the maintenance of which, in its purity, the public is deeply interested, for it is the foundation of the family and of society. The marital relation, unlike ordinary contractual relations, is regarded by the laws as the basis of the social organization. The preservation of that relation is deemed essential to public welfare. Case. The petitioner filed for annulment on the ground that he never had intention to marry the respondent because his main consideration was to give a name to the child in the respondent's womb, which, however, was never born, and therefore clearly proving a failure of consideration of the marriage contract warranting the annulment of the same. Held. Such an annulment cannot be granted on such a ground. Russia. Not only because such grounds are not among those provided in the marriage laws of that state, but also because the policy of the law clearly was against such an annulment considering that a marriage is not at most a civil contract, but it is at least a civil contract with status and a kind of fealty to the state as well. It's not possible to have a marriage for one purpose and no marriage at all for other purposes. There is no authority permitting two persons to split up the incidents and obligations of marriage to suit themselves in this way, nor any even in civil law, which permits two people to enter into a contract for the ostensible purpose of affecting the rights of a child and having done so to recede from it at pleasure and without recourse. The fact is, they intended the marriage to be ostensible as it concerned themselves, but really as it concerned the child. Marriage as a special contract cannot be restricted by discriminatory policies of private individuals or corporations. In the case of Philippine Telegraph and Telephone Company versus the NLRC, facts, 
The company's policy disqualified from work any woman worker who contracts marriage. It was held that the Supreme Court invalidated such policy. Rasho, not only does this run afoul of the constitutional provision on equal protection, but also on the fundamental policy of the state toward marriage, which purpose is an inviolable social institution and ultimately of the family as the foundation of the nation. Such discriminatory conduct, derogatory of the laws of the lands, should be interdicted here is not only in order but imperatively required. Its special quality is even highlighted by the fact that Article 350 of the Revised Penal Code provides that the penalty of prison correctional in its medium and maximum periods shall be imposed upon anyone who contracts marriage without knowing that the legal requirements have not been complied with or that marriage is in disregard of a legal impediment. Article 349 separately penalizes bigamy. Likewise, Section 37-245 of the Marriage Law of 1929 provides for criminal penalties for erring persons who are authorized to solemnize a marriage are the only remaining provisions in the said law which have not been repealed by any law, including the Family Code. Male Order Bride That marriage is vested with public interest can be seen by legislator enacting a law making it a criminal offense for any person natural or juridical, association, club, or any entity to commit directly or indirectly to any of the following acts. Number 1. Establish or carry on a business that matches Filipino women for marriage to foreign nationals either through mail order basis or personal introduction. Number 2. Advertise, publish, print, or distribute or cause the advertisement, publication, printing, or distribution of any material calculated to promote the prohibited acts in the preceding subparagraph. Number three, solicit, enlist, or in any manner attract or induce any Filipino women to become a member of any association whose objective is aligned with number one. And number four, to use the postal service to promote the prohibited acts in number one. Unlawful for manager or OIC or advertising manager of any publication of media form or of any advertising agency, print, company, or similar entities to knowingly allow or consent to the acts prohibited above. Trafficking in Women under Section 4 of Republic Act Number 9208 or the Anti-Trafficking in Persons Act of 2003, the following acts are considered trafficking. Introduce or match for money. 
profit or material, economic or other consideration, any person or as provided for under RA number 6955, any Filipino woman to a foreign national for marriage for the purpose of acquiring, buying, offering, selling, or trading him or her to engage in prostitution, pornography, sexual exploitation, forced labor, slavery, involuntary servitude, or debt bondage. Offer or contract marriage, real or simulated, for the purposes enumerated above. Marriage between rapist and raped victim. A subsequent valid marriage between the rapist and the raped victim extinguishes the criminal action against or penalty of the rapist. In case of a legal husband raping his own wife, the forgiveness of the offended party shall extinguish the criminal action or the penalty provided that the marriage is not void ab initio, in which case such criminal action remain. Marriage as a status Marriage creates a social status having more to do with the morals and civilization of a people than any other institution which the state is interested in protecting. It is a case where a double status is created involves and affects two persons. One is married never in abstract or a vacuum but always to someone else. So, a juridical decree on the marriage status of a person necessarily reflects on the status of another and the relation between them. It must be noted that whenever a peculiar status is assigned by law to members of any particular class of persons affecting their general position in or with regard to the rest of the community, no one belonging to such class can vary by any contract the rights and liabilities incident to this status. In a case where parties prior to civil marriage ceremony agreed that said marriage was not to be legal and binding until after the celebration of a religious marriage ceremony, it was held that the case for annulment be based on the non-fulfillment of the said condition cannot prosper. Russia. There being no fraud in the inception of the marriage, the law recognizes no privately imposed conditions that would alter the marital status. Such status is too much a public concern to entertain the parties to tinker with based on their own inclinations. Marriage in International Law The right to marry is a fundamental human right under international law. Section 16 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights declares that men and women of full age without any limitation due to race, nationality, or religion have the right to marry and found a family entitling them equal rights as to marriage, during marriage and after its dissolution. Furthermore, marriage shall be entered into only with the free and full consent of the intending parties. 
It declares that the family is the natural and fundamental group unit of society and is entitled to protection by society and the state. Article 10 of the International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights signed by the Philippines on December 19, 1966, ratified on May 17, 1974, and took effect January 3, 1976, provide similar declarations to the one above. Article 23 of the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights signed by the Philippines on December 19, 1966, ratified on February 28, 1986, and took effect on January 23, 1987, provides the same provisions on family and marriage stated in the UDHR. No doubt, therefore, that the institution of marriage is universally regarded as a fundamentally important deserving the full protection of all states of whatever ideology or political persuasions. Such consideration on international law to the Philippines is given credence by Article 2, Section 2 of the 1987 Constitution. Constitutional Protection Section 12, Article 2 of the 1987 Constitution provides that the state recognizes the sanctity of family life and shall protect and strengthen it. To highlight the importance of family and marriage, the Constitution further provides a separate Article 15 exclusively dealing with the family, providing that the state recognizes the Filipino family as the foundation of the nation and shall strengthen its solidarity and actively promote its total development. The state also recognizes marriage as an inviolable social institution and the foundation of the family and shall be protected by the state. The right to marry, establish a home, and bring up children is a central part of the liberty protected by the Due Process Clause. Such right of the liberty protected by the Due Process Clause is also within the ambit of the constitutional right of association. A married couple also has a right to privacy, protected against undue and unwarranted government intrusion. The constitutional provisions on marriage, however, do not mean that legislature cannot enact a law allowing absolute divorce, especially if no functional marital life exists. Hence, there is no marriage to preserve at all. Marriage is subject to the control of the legislature, but it must not contravene mandates of the constitution. While a lawful marriage seeks to create a permanent union between a man and woman, it does not shed the spouse's integrity or their privacy as individuals. In the case of Zulueta versus the Court of Appeals, facts. To get proof of her husband's infidelity, a wife ransacked his office for evidence. Held. 
the Supreme Court ruled that the wife cannot use such documents as evidence. Ratio. Documents were obtained in violation of the husband's constitutional right to privacy. The privacy of communication and correspondence is no less applicable just because it is against a man's wife. The only exception to this if a court issues a lawful order or when the public safety requires otherwise as prescribed by law. Any such violation of this makes such evidence inadmissible. Marriage does not shed any right to privacy as an individual to both husband and wife. The law ensures absolute freedom of communication between spouses by making it privileged. Neither the husband or wife can testify for or against the other while the marriage holds or to examine any communication between each other, save for specified exceptions. Freedom of communication is one thing, quite another is a compulsion for each other to share what one knows to each other. This has nothing to do with the duty of fidelity that both parties owe each other. In the case of Duncan versus Glaxo, fact, employment of contract requiring an employee to disclose to management any existing or future relationship by consanguinity or affinity with co-employees or employees of competing drug companies and requiring such employees to resign should management find that such relationship poses a possible conflict of interest. Held, such policy is not a violation of Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. Ratio, considering that said stipulation is reasonable under the circumstances because such relationship would compromise the company's interest, such requirement was aimed against the possibility that a competitor company will gain access to its secrets and procedures. Such policy is not an absolute prohibition on relationships. In the case of Star Paper Corporation versus Symbol, facts. Company, company policy provided that in case two of their employees decide to get married to each other, one of them should resign from said company. Held. The act of the company in enforcing such policy is illegal. Russia. It fails to prove a legitimate business concern in imposing said policy, especially when it is premised on the mere fear that employees married to each other will be less efficient. It failed to show that union of employees of different positions and roles can be detrimental to business operations. Legislative Control of Marriage The Constitution does not establish parameters of state protection to marriage and family as it remains the task of legislature to define all legal aspects of marriage and prescribe the strategy and the modalities to protect it and put into operation the constitutional provision that protect the same. This was accomplished with the Family Code with its definitions, limitations, 
corresponding legal effects of marriage and family, and grounds for declaration of nullity and legal separation of marriage. Marriage has always been subject to the control of legislature, since in marriage, parties assume new relation to each other, and the state touches on nearly all aspects of life and death. In a real sense, there are three parties to civil marriage, two willing spouses and an approving state. Relations, duties, obligations, and consequences flowing from the marriage contract are so important to the peace and welfare of society as to have placed it under the control of special municipal regulations, independent of the will of the parties, and it has always been the subject of legislative control. State is concerned not only with the validity of marriage but also the maintenance of a harmonious and healthy family life brought about by such marriage. It is generally accepted that legislature may impose restriction upon marital relation as the laws of God and the laws of propriety and morality and social order demand, provided that such regulations are not prohibitory. This includes safeguards against ill-advised unions, thus waiting periods, medical examinations, age restrictions, marriage with degrees of consanguinity, and such have been universally imposed by state legislatures to preserve and maintain the utmost purity and integrity of marriage. The laws regulating civil marriages are necessary to serve the interest, safety, good order, comfort, or general welfare of the community, and the other parties can waive nothing essential to the validity of the proceedings. However, legislative regulation of marriage must not contravene mandates of the Constitution. For example, violating the Equal Protection Clause by forbidding certain marriages on the basis of race or political inclination. By legislation, marriage can be made a statutory basis for limiting one's capacity to act or for affecting one's right to acquire property. So, if a person attests the execution of a last will and testament to whose spouse a device or legacy is given by such will, such device or legacy shall, so far only as concerns such spouse or anyone claiming under such spouse to be void, unless there are three other competent witnesses to such will, as provided by Article 823 of the Civil Code. In such a case, the fact of marriage played a role against the devisee spouse or legatee spouse. According to Article 874 of the Civil Code, an absolute condition not to contract a first or subsequent marriage made in a last will and testament on an instituted voluntary heir, legatee, or devisee shall be considered as not written unless such condition had been imposed on the widow or widower by the deceased spouse or by the latter's ascendants or descendants. It must be pointed out that in case the heir, legatee, or devisee falls under the exception, 
the contravention of such a condition in a will imposed on them will nevertheless make the marriage void but will only make ineffective the grant device or legacy. Property Relations Only property relations may be fixed and arranged in a marriage settlement executed prior to the marriage ceremony. Marriage settlements are governed by laws and not subject to stipulations. However, it must still follow the mandatory provisions of the family code. For example, a couple who avails of the conjugal partnership property arrangement cannot stipulate that such property regime shall commence any time other than the precise moment that the marriage was celebrated. Articles 107 in relation to 88 makes such stipulation void. Article 77 also provides that marriage settlement and modification thereof shall be in writing signed by the parties and executed before the celebration of marriage. Any further modification must be approved by court. Law Governing Validity of Marriage To create the relation of husband and wife and give rise to mutual rights, duties, and liabilities from such relation, there must be a valid marriage. The requisites are provided by law. It is to be tested by the law in force at the time the marriage was contracted. In the case of Gomez versus Lipana, the Supreme Court confronted by issue on whether or not a second marriage is void and could be subject of a collateral attack. In determining the validity of the marriage, the Supreme Court did not apply the 1950 Civil Code, which was effective at that time. They applied the law that was enforced during the time of the celebration of said marriage. Since second marriage was solemnized in 1935, the Supreme Court said the controlling law was marriage law of 1929, which was later superseded by the Civil Code. Such practice is highlighted by the general rule that the nature of the marriage already celebrated cannot be changed by a subsequent amendment to the law. To avoid consequence from declaring a particular kind of prohibited or irregular marriage void or voidable, legislatures have sometimes enacted statutes expressly making such marriages valid. Such statutes are constitutional even though retroactive. The judiciary has no authority to declare such a statute void if it is just and reasonable and conducive to the public good. Under the 1950 Civil Code, marriage between step-siblings was void. Such marriage no longer void under the new Family Code. However, it does not apply retroactively to the void marriages solemnized during the effectivity of the 1950 Civil Code. In the Family Code, Article 53 which considers a subsequent marriage void if, before contracting the same, the former spouses in violation of Article 52 
failed among others to liquidate their property of the previous marriage after the finality of a nullity or annulment decree and to deliver the presumptive legitim of their children. Such grounds did not exist in the 1950 Civil Code and hence cannot be applied by people who are obtaining a decree of nullification or declaration of void of his marriage wants to again nullify his subsequent marriage due to the introduction of said articles. Mistake in identity was an instance of fraud which was grounds to declare a marriage annullable, valid until terminated under the civil code. Under the family code, it is grounds to declare marriage void from the beginning. Such grounds do not apply for people who contracted marriages prior to the effectivity of the family code. Likewise, it does not make such marriages void upon the effectivity of the family code. Such validation or invalidation must be expressed as any ambiguity or doubt in the law should follow the general rule that marriages are governed by the law enforced at the time of its celebration and interpretation must always be made upholding the validity of marriage. Article 265 of the Family Code provides that laws shall have a retroactive effect in so far as they do not prejudice or impair vested or acquired rights in accordance with the Civil Code and other laws. This retroactivity clause is, general, is a general one and does not expressly and directly validate a previously void marriage under the Civil Code. Moreover, void marriages can never be ratified. Also, though a marriage is void, vested rights can be acquired from such a relationship like those which may refer to property relations and therefore a clear and direct legislative mandate to validate a void marriage must expressly be enacted if the legislature really intends such a curative measure. There is one clear case where the Family Code allows the filing of a petition to declare a marriage void even if the grounds was not statutorily provided as a basis for a void marriage under the Civil Code. Prior to Article 39 of the Family Code's amendment, it provides that in cases of marriage celebrated before the effectivity of the Family Code, and falling under the said code's Article 36, which makes a marriage void because either or both of the contracting spouses are psychologically incapacitated to perform the essential marital obligation, an action or a defense to declare the marriage void shall prescribe in 10 years after the effectivity of the family code. This means that a spouse who prior to the effectivity of the Family Code in August 3, 1988, got married to an individual who is psychologically incapacitated under Article 36, may file a case to declare such marriage void under the said article of the new Family Code despite the fact that such ground did not exist as a legal basis for nullity of marriage at the time his or her marriage was celebrated when the civil code was in effect. 
Later Republic Act number no. 8533 amended Article 39 by deleting the prescriptive period of 10 years. Hence, if the ground for nullity is Article 36, there is more prescriptive period whether or not marriage has been celebrated before or after August 3, 1988. In the case of Balugbog versus the Court of Appeals, facts. It was contended that a particular marriage should have been proven in accordance with Articles 53 and 54 of the Spanish Civil Code of 1889 because this was the law in force at the time of the alleged marriage. It was held. The Supreme Court ruled that the said articles never took effect in the Philippines, Russia. Articles were suspended by the Spanish Governor General of the Philippines shortly after the extension of the Spanish Civil Code to this country. Moreover, since this case was brought in the lower court in 1968, the existence of the marriage must be determined in accordance with the present Civil Code which repealed the provision of the former Civil Code except as they related to vested rights and the rules of evidence. It is not just a simple contract because it is an inviolable social institution that is considered the foundation of the family and society. Article 2 No marriage shall be valid unless the essential requisites are present. 1. Legal capacity of the contracting parties who must be a male and a female. 2. Consent freely given in the presence of the solemnizing officer. Article 3. The formal requisites of marriage are 1. Authority of the solemnizing officer. 2. A valid marriage license except in the cases provided for in Chapter 2 of this title. 3. A marriage ceremony which takes place with the appearance of the contracting parties before the solemnizing officer and their personal declaration that they take each other as husband and wife in the presence of not less than two witnesses of legal age. Article 4. The absence of any of the essential or formal requisites shall render the marriage void ab initio, except as stated in Article 35. A defect in any of the essential requisites shall render the marriage voidable as provided in Article 45. An irregularity in the formal requisites shall not affect the validity of the marriage but the party or parties responsible for the irregularity shall be civilly, criminally, and administratively liable. Article 5. Any male or female of the age of 18 years old or upwards not under any of the impediments mentioned in Articles 37 and 38 may contract marriage. Article 6. No prescribed form or religious rite for the solemnization of the marriage is required. 
It shall be necessary, however, for the contracting parties to appear personally before the solemnizing officer and declare in the presence of not less than two witnesses of legal age that they take each other as husband and wife. This declaration shall be contained in the marriage certificate which shall be signed by the contracting parties and their witnesses and attested by the solemnizing officer. In case of marriage in articulo mortis, when the party at the point of death is unable to sign the marriage certificate, it shall be sufficient for one of the witnesses to the marriage to write the name of said party which shall fact be attested by the solemnizing officer. Legal Capacity Under the new family code, the marrying age is 18 years old and above. This is likely the age of majority. If any of the parties is below 18 years, the marriage is void, even if the consent of the parents have been previously obtained. Contracting parties must also not be related to each other referring to incestuous marriages provided under Article 37 and 38, which refers to marriage void for reasons of public policy. Legal capacity to marry is related to capacity to act under Article 39 of the new civil code because it is limited by family relations. Hence, an already married person cannot marry unless his previous marriage has been nullified, annulled, or his her case falls under the valid bigamous marriage under Article 41 of the Family Code. Contracting parties must be of different sex. Marriage is a union founded on the distinction of sex. The law likewise provides that the contracting parties must be a male and a female. Effects of sex change In the case of Silverio versus the Republic Issue Whether a person who had a biological sex change from male to female through sex reassignment surgery can amend his birth certificate to reflect a change in sex to get married to his partner. Russia, the Supreme Court rejected said petition and ruled that the sex is determined by visually looking at the genitals of a baby and the time of his birth is immutable and that there is no law legally recognizing sex reassignment. In the case of Republic versus Kagandahan, issue whether a person afflicted with a congenital adrenal hyperplasia or CAH, which is a condition where the person afflicted has both male and female characteristics and organs, that though genetically a female secreted male hormones and had no breast, can sought to amend the birth certificate from female to male. Russia. The Supreme Court considered the person as an intersex individual and granted the preference of the person to be considered as a male person 
thereby allowing the amendment of the birth certificate of the person from female to male. Authority of the Solemnizing Officer The Solemnizing Officer may be one of those enumerated in Article 7 of the New Family Code. It must be observed that it is not the presence or absence of the Solemnizing Officer which constitutes the formal requirement, but it is the absence or presence of the authority of such Solemnizing Officer. Under the Local Government Code, the mayor of a city or municipality is empowered to solemnize a marriage any provision of law to the contrary notwithstanding. The authority of the officer or clergyman shown to have performed a marriage ceremony will be presumed in the absence of showing to the contrary. Solemnizing officer is not duty-bound to know whether a marriage license has been duly and regularly issued by the local civil registrar. All he needs to know is that the license has been issued by a competent official. Considering that the consent of the state is given through a solemnizing officer duly authorized by law, his or her very position as a marriage solemnizer is affected by public interest that criminal penalty penalties are even imposable against a person who solemnizes a marriage without authority. Valid Marriage License A valid marriage license must be issued by the local civil registrar of the place where the marriage application was filed. It has a lifetime of 120 days from the date of issue and is effective in any part of the Philippines. Date of issue is the date of signing of the marriage license of the local civil registrar. It is deemed cancelled at the expiration of the 120-day period. The marriage license is not effective if it will be used as the marriage license to be able to solemnize marriages abroad. Other requirements of marriage license are merely directory. The fact that a party to whom a license is issued is represented therein by a name other than his true name or had his name spelled wrongly will not invalidate a marriage solemnized in the authority of such license. Commission of perjury or deception on the part of the contracting party as to their age in order to avoid the statutory requirement of parental consent is not a cause to invalidate the marriage obtained through such license. Marriage Ceremony The Family Code only recognizes ceremonial marriages. This means marriages which are solemnized by persons duly authorized by the state. The Family Code does not prescribe any particular form of a marriage ceremony. Minimum requirement 
is that the contracting parties appear personally before the solemnizing officer and declare that they take each other as husband and wife with at least two witnesses of legal age. Declaration of consent need not to be vocally expressed. It can be shown by other manifestation or signs of approval and consent. It has been held that a marriage between a man and a woman appearing before a justice of the peace and sign the statement that they agree to marry each other is valid. While the law provides that the declaration shall be contained in the marriage certificate, the marriage certificate itself is not an essential nor formal requirement of marriage. Failure to sign a marriage certificate or the absence of the marriage certificate itself does not render the marriage void nor annulable or annulable. This was the case in Madridejo versus De Leon. Witnesses in a Marriage Ceremony Article 3 expressly provides that as part of the marriage ceremony, which is a formal requirement, there must be no less than two witnesses of legal age in attendance. The Supreme Court ruled that the absence of witnesses is merely an irregularity which will not render a marriage void. In the case of Balogbog versus the Court of Appeals, issue whether the absence of witnesses would be a serious flaw and would therefore result in an irregularity. Russia, to prove the validity of marriage, it was enough that there was a proof that a wedding took place where an exchange of vows can be presumed, though the presence of witnesses will not necessarily be presumed. Common law marriages not recognized in the Philippines. A common law marriage may be defined as a non-ceremonial or informal marriage by agreement entered into by a man and a woman having the capacity to marry ordinarily without compliance with such statutory formalities as those pertaining to marriage licenses. Such agreement must be coupled by consummation which includes at least cohabitation as husband and wife, and reputation in such a way that the public will recognize the marital status. Common law marriages recognized in England and the U.S. have never been and are still not recognized in the Philippines. This was so in the case of Enriquez versus Enriquez. This is so because the new civil code and the family code are expressly and mandatorily clear providing that the intervention in a valid marriage ceremony of an ecclesiastical or civil functionary authorized by the state to solemnize marriage constitutes one 
of the indispensable requisites for a valid marriage in the Philippines. Absence, defect, irregularities in essential and formal requirements. Generally, the absence of any of the essential or formal requisites of a marriage renders such marriage null and void. A marriage license, which is already automatically expired, is not a valid marriage license, thereby making any marriage undertaken on the basis of such alleged license void. In such a case, there is absence of valid marriage license. Marriage, by proxy, solemnized here in the Philippines, is likewise void because of the absence of the essential requisite that consent freely given must be made in the presence of a solemnizing officer in the absence of a formal requisite that the contracting parties must personally declare that they take each other as husband and wife. Marriages exempt from the marriage license requirement are the following. 1. Marriages in Articulo Mortis 2. Marriages of two contracting parties living in places where there are no means of transportation to enable them to appear personally before the local civil registrar. 3. Marriages among Muslims and other ethnic cultural minorities performed in accordance with their practices. And 4. Marriages of couples without any impediment to get married living together as husband and wife for at least 5 years. Another exception is a marriage solemnized by a person without the authority to solemnize a marriage provided that either one of the parties believed in good faith that such solemnizer had the proper authority. Defects in the essential requirements of marriage make the marriage merely annullable or voidable. Specifically, these defects are enumerated in Articles 45 and 46 of the Family Code. Irregularities in the formal requirements or the formal requisites do not affect the validity of the marriage. A judge who solemnizes a marriage without having been shown a valid marriage license and merely requires the submission of the marriage license after the marriage ceremony acts improperly. Some irregularities which do not affect the validity of a marriage. 1. Absence of two witnesses of legal age during the marriage ceremony. 2. Absence of a marriage certificate. 3. Marriage solemnized in a place other than the public chambers of a judge or in open court, in church, chapel, or temple or in the office of the Consul General, Consul, or Vice-Consul. 4. Issuance of a marriage license in a city or municipality, not the residence of either of the contracting parties. 5. Unsworn application for a marriage license. 6. 
failure of the contracting parties to present original birth certificate or baptismal certificate to the local civil registrar who likewise failed to ask for the same. 7. Failure of the contracting parties between the ages of 18 and 21 to exhibit consent of parents or persons having legal charge of them to the local civil registrar. 8. Failure of the contracting parties between the ages of 21 and 25 to exhibit advice of parents to local civil registrar. 9. Failure to undergo marriage counseling. 10. Failure of the local civil registrar to post the required notices. 11. Issuance of a marriage license despite absence of publication or prior to the completion of the 10-day period for publication. 12. Failure of the contracting parties to pay the prescribed fees for the marriage license. 13. Failure of the person solemnizing the marriage to send copies of the marriage certificate to the local civil registrar. And 14. Failure of the local civil registrar to enter the applications for marriage licenses filed with him in the registry book in the order in which they were received. Breach of Promise to Marry A breach of promise to marry is not an actionable wrong, but the preparation for the marriage and the publicity is palpably and unjustifiably contrary to good customs and thus there can be adjudication for damages. Points to consider What is prohibited under trafficking laws is making commodities out of women. The law assumes trafficking is an overt act, but of course, it is covert. Marriage is a status because you are not married in a vacuum. When you change your status, there's a need to inform the world since you are married to somebody. In divorce, the marriage subsists, whereas in annulment, it no longer exists. In the case of annulity, the marriage becomes void ab initio. While in the case of voidable marriages, it is presumed to be valid until annulled. Certain emphasis on sex versus gender. The words male and female pertain to gender, whereas the words man and woman pertain to sex. Distinctions open the doors for gender identities. Legal capacity goes into being male and female. For cases of mistake of identity, what is being affected is the aspect of consent. The formal requisites may be waived in marriages solemnized abroad. The act of solemnizing, however, is never waived. It sheds light on void nature of common law and proxy marriages. Article 7. 
marriage may be solemnized by 1. Any incumbent member of the judiciary within the court's jurisdiction. 2. Any priest, rabbi, imam, or minister of any church or religious sect duly authorized by his church or religious sect and registered with a civil registrar general acting within the limits of the written authority granted by his church or religious sect and provided that at least one of the contracting parties belongs to the solemnizing officer's church or religious sect. 3. Any ship captain or airplane chief only in the case mentioned in Article 31. 4. Any military commander of a unit to which a chaplain is assigned in the absence of the latter during a military operation, likewise only in the cases mentioned in Article 32. 5. Any consul general, consul, or vice consul in the case provided. Authorized Solemnizers of Marriage Marriage contracts have always been considered as involving questions of public policy and the interests of other than those of the contracting parties, and should therefore be construed in accordance with such policy. This was the case in Cunningham versus Cunningham. The institution of marriage is so directly concerned with the public welfare that the state is a third party thereto. Judges Judges can solemnize marriage only within their court's jurisdiction. Judges who are appointed to specific jurisdictions may officiate in weddings only within said areas and not beyond. After solemnizing a marriage, it is highly irregular for a judge to collect fees for the ceremony. It is reprehensible by such an act a judge cheapens his or her noble office as well as the entire judiciary in the eyes of the public. This was the case in the Siko versus the Kumos. Priest, Rabbi, Imam, or Minister of any church or religious sect. For a priest, rabbi, imam, or minister of any church or religious sect to legally solemnize a marriage, the following requisites must be present. 1. He must be duly authorized by his or her religious sect. 2. He must act within the limits of the written authority granted to him or her by the church or religious sect. 3. He must be registered with a civil registrar general. 4. At least one of the contracting parties whose marriage he or she is to solemnize belongs to his or her church or religious sect. Ship Captain or Airplane Chief For a ship captain or airplane chief to be able to validly solemnize a marriage, the following requisites must be present. 1. The marriage must be in Articulo Mortis. 2. The marriage must be between passengers or crew members. 3. The ship must be at sea 
or the plane must be in flight. Military Commander For a military commander to be able to solemnize a marriage, the following requisites must concur. 1. He or she must be a military commander of a unit. 2. He or she must be a commissioned officer. 3. A chaplain must be assigned to such a unit. 4. The said chaplain must be absent at the time of the marriage. 5. The marriage must be one in articulo mortis. And 6. The contracting parties, whether members of the armed forces or civilians, must be within the zone of military operation. Consul General, Consul, or Vice Consul Heads of consular posts are divided into four classes Consul General, Consul, Vice Consul, Consul Agents in accordance with Article 9 of the Vienna Convention of 1963. A marriage between a Filipino and a foreigner abroad, solemnized by a Philippine consul, appears to be void. Mayor Mayors can solemnize marriages pursuant to the local government code. An acting mayor or vice-mayor of a city or municipality can still solemnize marriages be he discharges all duties and wields the power appurtenant to said office. This was the case in People versus Bustamante. Points to consider Marriage ceremony implies some ritual, not just signing. What is important is that there is a valid authority of the solemnizing officer. For military commanders, what makes you think of a battalion is the word unit. The point of having a chaplain is that the activities being done are dangerous enough to need him. For marriages by judge, justices are beyond the restriction of jurisdiction. That only applies to judges. For marriages by priests, if the priest believes in good faith, that he had authority and the parties believe the same, the marriage is still valid but it does not exempt the priest from liability as defense of good faith in this circumstance applies only to the contracting parties as given in Article 35. Article 8. The marriage shall be solemnized publicly in the chambers of the judge or in open court, in the church, chapel, or temple, or in the office of the consul general, consul, or vice consul, as the case may be, and not elsewhere, except in cases of marriages contracted on the point of death or in remote places in accordance with Article 29 of this code, or where both of the parties request the solemnizing officer in writing, in which case the marriage may be solemnized at a house or place designated by them in a sworn statement to that effect. Venue is directory in nature. 
it will not invalidate the marriage but can subject the person or persons who caused the violation to civil, criminal, or administrative liability. Exceptions to this rule are marriages in articulo mortis and marriages in remote places. Article 9. A marriage license shall be issued by the local civil registrar of the city or municipality where either contracting party habitually resides, except in marriages where no license is required in accordance with Chapter 2 of this title. Place of Issue The contracting parties should get a marriage license from the local civil registrar of the city or municipality where either of them resides. If the contracting parties obtain a marriage license in a place other than the place where either of them reside, it is merely an irregularity which will not render null and void the marriage celebrated on the basis of such license. Article 10. Marriages between Filipino citizens abroad may be solemnized by a consul general, consul, or vice consul of the Republic of the Philippines. The issuance of the marriage license and the duties of the local civil registrar and of the solemnizing officer with regard to the celebration of marriage shall be performed by said consular official. Consul Officials the duties of the local civil registrar and the solemnizing officer are performed by the consul general, consul, or vice consul of the Republic of the Philippines abroad. Hence, he or she issues the marriage license and likewise solemnizes the marriage of the contracting parties, which must be both Filipinos. In cases where not both parties are Filipino citizens. The authority to marry doesn't come from the country's national laws, but of a movement of authority from consul respecting foreign laws and foreign laws granting authority to the same. Article 11 where a marriage license is required, each of the contracting parties shall file separately a sworn application for such license with a proper local civil registrar, which shall specify the following. 1. Full name of the contracting party. 2. Place of birth. 3. Age and date of birth. 4. Civil status. 5. If previously married, how, when, and where the previous marriage was dissolved or annulled. 6. Present residence and citizenship. 7. Degree of relationship of the contracting parties. 8. Full name, residence, and citizenship of the father. 9. Full name, residence, and citizenship of the mother. And 10. Full name, residence, and citizenship of the guardian or person having charge 
in case the contracting party has neither father nor mother and is under the age of 21 years. The applicants, their parents or guardians shall not be required to exhibit their residence certificates in any formality in connection with securing the marriage license. Purpose of Documentary Requirements It is the concern of the state to make marriages the secure and stable institution they should be. Documentary proofs are accomplished to the local civil registrar to secure publicity. Its purpose is also to discourage deception and seduction, prevent illicit intercourse under the guise of matrimony, and relieve from doubt the status of parties who live together as man and wife. Marriage Application A marriage application can be filed by anybody. Once it is signed and sworn by the parties and thereafter filed, the local civil register has no choice but to accept the application and process the same up to the time of the issuance of the marriage license. If the local civil registrar has some knowledge of some legal impediment, he or she cannot discontinue processing this application. He must only note down the legal impediments in the application and thereafter issue the marriage license unless otherwise stopped by the court. Article 12. The local civil registrar, upon receiving such application, shall require the presentation of the original birth certificates or in default thereof the baptismal certificates of the contracting parties or copies of such documents duly attested by the persons having custody of the originals. These certificates or certified copies of the documents by this article need not be sworn to and shall be exempt from the documentary stamp tax. The signature and official title of the person issuing the certificate shall be sufficient proof of its authenticity. If either of the contracting parties is unable to produce his birth or baptismal certificate or a certified copy of either because of the destruction or loss of the original or if it is shown by an affidavit of such party or of any other person that such birth or baptismal certificate has not yet been received, though the same has been required of the person having custody thereof at least 15 days prior to the date of the application. Such party may furnish in lieu thereof his current residence certificate or an instrument drawn up and sworn to before the local civil registrar concerned or any public official authorized to administer oaths. Such instrument shall contain the sworn declaration of two witnesses of legal age, setting forth the full name, residence, and citizenship of such contracting party and of his or her parents, if known, and the place and date of birth of such party. The nearest of kin of the contracting parties shall be preferred as witnesses or in their default persons of good reputation in the province or the locality. The presentation of birth or baptismal certificate 
shall not be required if the parents of the contracting parties appear personally before the local civil register concerned and swear to the correctness of the legal age or the lawful age of said parties as stated in the application or when the local civil register shall by merely looking at the applicants upon their personally appearing before him be convinced that either or both of them have the required age. Article 13 In case either of the contracting parties has been previously married, the applicant shall be required to furnish instead of the birth or baptismal certificate required in the last preceding article the death certificate of the deceased spouse or the judicial decree of the absolute divorce or the judicial decree of annulment or declaration of nullity of his or her previous marriage in case the death certificate cannot be secured the party shall make an affidavit setting forth this circumstance and his or her actual civil status and the name and date of death of the deceased spouse. Article 14 In case either or both of the contracting parties not having been emancipated by a previous marriage are between the ages of 18 and 21, they shall, in addition to the requirements of the preceding articles, exhibit to the local civil registrar the consent to their marriage of their father, mother, surviving parent or guardian, or persons having legal charge of them in the order mentioned. Such consent shall be manifested in writing by the interested party who personally appears before the proper local civil registrar or in the form of an affidavit made in the presence of two witnesses and attested before any official authorized by law to administer oaths. The personal manifestation shall be recorded in both applications for marriage license and the affidavit. If one is executed instead, shall be attached to said applications. No Emancipation by Marriage There is no more emancipation by marriage under the Family Code. Emancipation is attained if the child reaches the age of 18 years, in accordance with Article 234 as amended by Republic Act 6809. The consent from the parent, guardian, or persons having legal charge of the contracting parties between 18 but below 21 is required before a marriage license can be issued. Parental consent does not add anything to the legal capacity of the contracting parties as the law itself declares that people 18 years and above can legally and validly contract marriage. Preference is given to the father to give consent. Article 15. Any contracting party between the age of 21 and 25 shall be obliged to ask their parents or guardian for advice upon the intended marriage. If they do not obtain such advice, or if it be unfavorable, the marriage license shall not be issued. 
till after three months following the completion of the publication of the application, therefore, a sworn statement by the contracting parties to the effect that such advice has been sought together with the written advice given, if any, shall be attached to the application for marriage license. Should the parents or guardian refuse to give any advice, this fact shall be stated in the sworn statement. Article 16. In the cases where parental consent or parental advice is needed, the party or parties concerned shall, in addition to the requirements of the preceding articles, attach a certificate issued by a priest, imam, or minister authorized to solemnize marriage under Article 7 of this Code, or a marriage counselor duly accredited by the proper government agency, to the effect that the contracting parties have undergone marriage counseling. Failure to attach said certificates of marriage counseling shall suspend the issuance of the marriage license for a period of three months from the completion of the publication of the application. Issuance of the marriage license within the prohibited period shall subject the issuing officer to administrative sanctions but shall not affect the validity of the marriage. Should only one of the contracting parties need parental consent or parental advice, the other party must be present at the counseling referred to in the preceding paragraph. Parental Advice The absence of parental advice does not affect the marriage. It does not even make the marriage annullable as non-advice is not a ground for annulment provided in Article 45 of the Family Code. While it is not a formal or essential requirement under Article 2 and Article 3. Article 17 the local civil registrar shall prepare a notice which shall contain the full names and residences of the applicants for a marriage license and other data given in the applications. The notice shall be posted for 10 consecutive days on a bulletin board outside the office of the local civil registrar located in a conspicuous place within the building and accessible to the general public. This notice shall request all persons having knowledge of any impediment to the marriage to advise the local civil registrar thereof. The marriage license shall be issued after the completion of the period of publication. The Duty of the Local Civil Registrar after receiving a marriage application, it is the duty of the local civil registrar to post a notice informing the public of the impending marriage, the purpose of which is so that persons having knowledge of any impediment to the marriage can inform the local civil registrar. It is to be posted for 10 consecutive days on a bulletin board outside the office. The marriage license shall be issued 
after the period of publication, except if contracting parties of age 21 to 25 do not obtain parental advice or obtain an unfavorable one or where certification of participation in marriage counseling in the instances covered by Article 16 is not attached to the application, the issuance of the marriage license will be after three months following the completion of the publication of the application. It is possible to issue license within the three months and marriages contracted with are still valid, not even annullable, but the issuing officer is liable of administrative sanctions. Article 18. In case of any impediment known to the local civil registrar or brought to his attention, he shall note down the particulars thereof and his findings thereon in the application for marriage license, but shall nonetheless issue said license after the completion of the period of publication, unless ordered otherwise by a competent court at his own instance or that of any interested party. No filing fee shall be charged for the petition, nor a corresponding bond required for the issuances of the order. Article 19 The local civil registrar shall require the payment of the fees prescribed by law or regulations before the issuance of the marriage license. No other sum shall be collected in the nature of a fee or tax of any kind for the issuance of said license. It shall, however, be issued free of charge to indigent parties, that is, those who have no visible means of income or whose income is insufficient for their subsistence, a fact established by their affidavit or by their oath before the local civil registrar. investigative power of local civil registrar and court intervention. If an impediment is made known to the civil registrar, he shall merely note it down, but he must nonetheless issue the license because he is still duty-bound to issue it after payment, exempted in cases of indigence, and necessary procedures have been complied. This is because the impediments may not be valid at all. Joint Meeting of Committees of Civil and Family Code explains as follows. The law doesn't restrain the local civil registrar from investigating any impediment on the part of the contracting parties, but is only generally prohibited from withholding the marriage license despite the legal impediment. The purpose of Article 18 is to eliminate opportunity for extortion and a possible source of graft. Only court intervention can empower the local civil registrar to validly refuse to issue said license. Court action may be brought by the latter or any interested party such as relatives or those which may be prejudiced by the marriage. In such action, there are no filing fees for petitions nor bonds required in the issuance of the order. If the marriage license was issued despite court intervention, the marriage will still be valid, 
but the parties responsible may be criminally or administratively liable since it is an irregularity. Criminal Liability of the Local Civil Registrar From the few provisions of the Marriage Law of 1929, which have yet to be repealed. Section 37. Influencing Parties in Religious Aspects Any municipal secretary or clerk of the municipal court, now the local civil registrar, who directly or indirectly attempts to influence any contracting party to marry or refrain from marrying in any church, sect, or religion, or before any civil authority, shall be guilty of a misdemeanor and shall, upon conviction thereof, be punished by imprisonment for not more than one month and a fine of not more than 200 pesos. Section 38 Illegal issuance or refusal of license. Any municipal secretary, now the local civil registrar, who issues a marriage license unlawfully, or who maliciously refuses to issue a license to a person entitled thereto, or fails to issue the same within 24 hours after the time when according to law it was proper to issue the same, shall be punished by imprisonment for not less than one month nor more than two years or by a fine not less than 2,000 pesos, nor more than 2,000 pesos. Article 20 The license shall be valid in any part of the Philippines for a period of 120 days from the date of issue and shall be deemed automatically cancelled at the expiration of the said period if the contracting parties have not made use of it. The expiry date shall be stamped in bold characters on the face of every license issued. Marriage License and Date of Issue The marriage license is only valid within the Philippines and not abroad. It is good for 120 days from the date of issue or the date of signing of them marriage license by the local civil registrar. If not claimed within the 120-day period from the date of issue, it shall automatically become ineffective. Article 22 the marriage certificate in which the parties shall declare that they take each other as husband and wife shall also state 1. The full name, sex, and age of each contracting party. 2. Their citizenship, religion, and habitual residence. 3. The date and precise time of the celebration of the marriage. 4. That the proper marriage license has been issued according to law except in marriage provided for in Chapter 2 of this title. 5. That either or both of the contracting parties have secured the parental consent in appropriate cases. 6. That either or both of the contracting parties have complied with the legal requirement regarding parental advice in appropriate cases. And 
7. That the parties have entered into marriage settlement, if any, attaching a copy thereof. Article 21. When either or both of the contracting parties are citizens of a foreign country, it shall be necessary for them, before a marriage license can be obtained, to submit a certificate of legal capacity to contract marriage issued by the respective diplomatic or consular officials. Stateless persons or refugees from other countries shall, in lieu of the certificate of legal capacity herein required, submit an affidavit stating the circumstances showing such capacity to contract marriage. Certificate or Affidavit of Legal Capacity Citizens of any foreign country may contract marriage in the Philippines through any of the solemnizing officers provided that they secure a marriage license here. Before a license can be issued, they must submit a certificate of legal capacity as that is required by law. A certificate of legal capacity is meant to show that a foreigner is capacitated to marry in his or her country. The Philippines adheres to the national law of the contracting parties with respect to their legal capacity to contract marriage. If a 16-year-old USA citizen wants to marry anyone here, he must show a certificate of legal capacity stating that in the U.S., 16-year-olds can be validly married after showing the same to the local civil registrar or where he resides, a license will be subsequently issued. However, if a license is issued without such certificate and it is used to celebrate a marriage, it shall not affect the validity of the same as it is only an irregularity with a formal requirement. For stateless persons or refugees, they shall be required to file an affidavit st stating the circumstances showing such capacity to contract marriage in lieu of the certificate of legal capacity. But if both are citizens of a foreign country and they are married by their consul general, who is officially assigned here in the Philippines, there is no need to follow the requirement of marriage in the Philippines, only those of their country. Article 23 It shall be the duty of the person solemnizing the marriage to furnish either of the contracting parties the original of the marriage certificate referred to in Article 6 and to send the duplicate and triplicate copies of the certificate not later than 15 days after the marriage to the local civil register of the place where the marriage was solemnized. Proper receipts shall be issued by the local civil registrar to the solemnizing officer transmitting copies of the marriage certificate. The solemnizing officer shall retain in his file the quadruplicate copy of the marriage certificate, the original of the marriage license, and in proper cases, the affidavit of the contracting party regarding the solemnization of the marriage in place other than those mentioned in Article 8.
presumption of marriage. Presumption is always in the favor of the validity of marriage but may be contradicted and overcome by evidence. Law and public policy favor matrimony as it is the basis of human society throughout the civilized world and must aid acts to validate it. This presumption of legality is said to be one of the strongest known to law and gains strength over time, especially if the children's legitimacy is involved as the law presumes morality over immorality, marriage over concubinage, legitimacy over bastardy. This is especially true if two people living in apparent matrimony must be held to be married in the absence of contrary evidence. Otherwise, their living together would be a constant violation of decency and law. Also, when the celebration of the marriage is once shown, the contract of marriage, the capacity of the parties, and in fact, everything necessary to the validity of the marriage, in the absence of proof to the contrary, marriage will be presumed. If credible testimony is given that a wedding took place, the presumption is that there was an exchange of vows and a declaration that they take each other as husband and wife. It's a settled law that once a marriage has been consummated in accordance with the forms of law, it is presumed that there were no legal impediments, and even if one of the parties was previously married, it must be assumed that it was dissolved or annulled. The burden of showing otherwise rests on those seeking to impeach the latest marriage. Proof of Marriage In proving whether a marriage was contracted in litigation, it may be proved by evidence of any kind. Primary or best evidence is the marriage contract or marriage certificate. Mere photostat copy of which is worthless, but if presented in court, accepted by opposing party, and admitted by the court, it shall be sufficient proof. If it emanated, from the office of the local civil registrar and was duly certified by the local civil registrar as an authentic copy of the records, it shall be made admissible as evidence from the start. Failure to present marriage certificate is not fatal to in a case where marriage is in dispute, as parties can still rely on presumption of marriage. As in the case of Rivera versus IAC, facts, where Adelaido couldn't present his parents' certificate as marriage records of 1942 were burned during the war. Held, he could rely on presumption of marriage, Rasho, since it isn't denied that Venancio Rivera and Maria Jackson lived together as husband and wife for many years, begetting seven children. In the case of Delgado versus De La Rosa versus the heirs of Marishana Rustia, de Damian. Facts. The absence of a record of the contested marriage was asserted to assail the existence of the marriage. Held. The Supreme Court rejected such assertion. Ratio. First, even in the absence of a contract, other evidence may be presented to support presumption of marriage. The same need not directly establish the marriage. Certificate of Identity to Josefa Delgado as Mrs. Guillermo Rustia 
the passport issued to her as Josefa de Rustia, the declaration under oath of no less than Guillermo Rustia that he was married to Josefa Delgado and the title to the properties in the name of Guillermo Rustia married to Josefa Delgado as public documents which are prima facie evidence of the facts more than adequately support the presumption. No sufficient evidence was given to prove otherwise. Second, Elisa de Anson, petitioner's own witness, whose testimony they primarily relied on to support their petition, confirmed that there was a proposal of marriage and that two had lived together as husband and wife. This strengthens presumption. Third, baptismal certificate was conclusive proof only of the fact that the priest baptized the child. It has no proof of the veracity of the declarations and statements therein, such as the alleged single or unmarried civil status of Josefa Delgado who had no hand in its preparations. The petitioners failed to rebut the presumption of marriage. Law must lean towards legitimizing matrimony. Other Good Evidences Family Bible where the names of spouses have been entered as married Baptismal Birth certificates of kids born by the spouses Judicial decisions Public and open cohabitation as husband and wife after marriage And statements of such marriage in subsequent documents Mere cohabitation is not direct proof of marriage it must be proved by proper documents or by oral testimony in case these have been lost. The conduct of the parties in order to constitute evidence of marital consent must be more than mere living together. It must be an association, consciously and openly as husband and wife. Whatever presumption of marriage there may have been by cohabitation of one claiming to share in the estate of the dissident as his wife, and the dissident based upon their cohabitation between 1905 and 1914 was considered destroyed, the light of lack of any documentary evidence of marriage by the conduct of the parties during and after the time. Proved by parole evidence, testimonies of parties, witness, solemnizing officers that are credible and likewise must come from a credible witness. In People versus Ignacio, the fact of marriage of the accused appellant to the victim in the crime of parricide was established by the Supreme Court on the basis of oral testimonies of the witnesses. The appellant declared the victim as her fourth husband and married before a judge in Montalban, Rizal. The victim's son and appellant's daughter also testified that the two parties were married. Such admission is a confirmation of simper prosumitur pro matrimonio. In the case where a complainant alleged in an administrative case that the marriage took place on March 15, 1993, but in court records and pleadings in previous cases, it was stated to be on June 9, 1993, the Supreme Court ruled that such allegation in the administrative case cannot be accepted to disprove that the marriage was on June 9, 1993. 
the Supreme Court held that the complainant himself admitted in his petition in a case for annulment of marriage which he previously filed that his marriage was celebrated on the latter date and is bound to such admission. Moreover, all other evidence led to the conclusion that the marriage could not have been on March 15, 1993. The affidavit in lieu of legal capacity to contract marriage for American citizens issued on May 19, 1993 was sworn to before the United States of America Consul on the same date by the complainant himself and pre-marriage counseling issued on May 25, 1993. It was difficult to believe that the marriage could have happened in March when the documents necessary for its validity were available only in later months. The entries in official records made in the performance of a duty by a public officer of the Philippines or people enjoined by law are prima facie evidence of the facts therein stated. For marriage ceremonies, the testimony of an eyewitness is sufficient to disclose not only the performance of the ceremony by someone, but that all circumstances attending to it were such as to constitute it a legal marriage. The fact that marriage has been solemnized gives the presumption that there was an exchange of marital vows. Any solemnizing officer failing to deliver to either contracting parties one of the copies of marriage contract or to forward the other copy to the authorities within the period fixed by law shall be punished with imprisonment for not more than one month or by a fine of not more than 300 pesos or both in the discretion of the court in compliance with Section 41 of the Marriage Law of 1929. Proof to attack the validity of marriage Anyone assailing the validity of marriage is required to make plain the truth of law and the fact that the marriage was not legal against the constant pressure of the presumption of legality. The evidence must be strong, distinct, and satisfactory. The statement of civil status of a person in a certificate of title issued to him is not conclusive to show that he is not actually married to another. It is weak and insufficient to rebut the presumption that persons living together as husband and wife are married to each other. There must be cogent proof in proving a marriage's illegitimacy. In a case where the petitioner failed to assert the absence of a marriage license as a ground for nullity in her petition based solely on psychological incapacity under Article 36, and where she only invoked such absence of a marriage license in her appeal to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court made an exception to the general rule that litigants cannot raise an issue for the first time on appeal and consequently declared the marriage void due to the absence of a marriage license. The Supreme Court said that in order to protect the substantive rights of the parties, 
it was making an exception to the application of the said general rule considering that the marriage contract itself which was presented as evidence clearly showed that the solemnization of the marriage occurred when there was no marriage license. Obtaining a marriage license in a place not the place of residence of either party is merely an irregularity and does not invalidate marriage. Such circumstance is indicative that the license may be spurious or non-existent, which should necessitate further investigation as to its authenticity. Upon certification by the local civil registrar of the alleged place of issuance that there are no records of the said marriage license or is faulty, after all efforts were exerted to locate such, it is convincing evidence to destroy the validity of the marriage on the ground of absence of a valid marriage license. If, however, the local civil registrar attests that there was no marriage license but admits that due to the workload of the said office, it cannot give full force in locating the marriage license, compounded by the fact that the custodian already retired, the Supreme Court did not allow the nullity of the marriage on the ground of absence of marriage license, considering that the circumstances and the certification do not categorically and with absolute certainty show and state that the marriage license cannot be found and there were earnest efforts to look for the same. It was also held that a marriage followed by 40 years of uninterrupted marital life should not be impugned and discredited after the death of the husband and the administration of his estate through an alleged prior Chinese marriage save upon proof so clear, strong, and unequivocal as to produce a moral conviction of the existence of such an impediment. Declaratory Relief When the parties are not certain whether under the law they can proceed with marriage, they can petition for declaratory relief to seek from the court a judgment on their capacity to marry. A petition for declaratory relief may be brought by any person interested under a deed, will, contract, or other written instrument or whose rights are affected by a statute, executive order, regulation, ordinance, or other governmental regulation for the purpose of determining any question of construction or validity arising therefrom, and for a declaration of his or her rights or duties thereunder, provided that the action is brought before any violation or breach. Clearly, the legal status of a person to marry, his or her rights and duties are governed by law or contract, and therefore can be a subject of a petition for declaratory relief. Article 24. It shall be the duty of the local civil registrar to prepare the documents required by this title and to administer oaths to all interested parties without any charge in both cases. The documents and affidavits filed in connection with applications for marriage licenses shall be exempt from documentary stamp tax. 
Article 25. The local civil registrar concerned shall enter all applications for marriage licenses filed with him in a registry book strictly in the order in which the same are received. He shall record in the said book the names of the applicants, the date on which the marriage license was issued, and such other data as may be necessary. Effective Duty of Local Civil Registrar The local civil registrar is the government official charged with the preparation and the keeping of all the official documents in connection with marriage. Any certification issued by him in connection with the matter of any individual in his jurisdiction is given high probative value. It was held that the certification of the local civil registrar that no records exist of an alleged spouse's marriage license is enough to prove the marriage void due to the absence of a formal requirement. Marriage Register The office of the local civil registrar keeps a marriage register of all persons married in its locality. In the marriage register, there shall be entered the following full name, address, and ages of each contracting party, the place and date of the solemnization of the marriage, names and addresses of the witnesses, full name, address, and relationship with the contracting parties of the person or persons who gave their consent to the marriage, full name, title, and address of the solemnizing officer. Article 26. All marriages solemnized outside the Philippines in accordance with the laws enforced in the country where they were solemnized and valid there as such shall also be valid in this country except those prohibited under Articles 35, 36, 37, and 38. Where a marriage between a Filipino citizen and a foreigner is validly celebrated and a divorce is thereafter validly obtained abroad by the alien spouse capacitating him or her to remarry. The Filipino spouse shall have capacity to remarry under the Philippine law, as amended by Executive Order 227. As a general rule, the Philippines follows Lex Losi Celebrationis, the sanctity of the home in every enlightened sentient requires uniformity in the recognition of the marriage status. Persons legally married in one jurisdiction are recognized as married in another, likewise for the legitimacy of the children. It is a general principle of international and interstate law that the validity of a marriage as far as it depends upon the preliminaries and the manner or mode of its celebration is to be determined in reference to the law of the place where it is celebrated. Where there is bona fide attempt on the parties to effect a legal marriage, every assumption will be in favor of the marriage, the converse of which is also true. A marriage void here is void elsewhere. However, such statement is subject to many exceptions and won't be enforced where the circumstances afford 
a reasonable ground for the course taken and show a bona fide attempt to effect a marriage.